So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast. I'm joined in studio with mixed martial arts fighter Max Barnett. I hope I got that got right. Got it. Third time. Max, um, uh, well, how are you? How are you doing? And uh, how is Dubai treating you? Very well. Um, yeah, I come out to Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Middle East for the camp. Um, just decided that I need some sun. Uh, it's hard to get to the gym when it's cold. So I thought mm-hmm. we'll get some sun, we'll get some training. Um, been and met up with some some great coaches. Um, went over to Saudi Arabia last week and was training with uh, Faze and Khan, a very good um, fighter um, who's based himself out there now. I'm just learning some stuff. So yeah, Dubai is very, very well. Treat me very well. Um. Do you find it better training there? I mean, in terms of okay, you say it's, the weather is a bit more um, conducive, a lot better, pleasant. Um, is it better training there, or is it better training here in the UK, or is it just you th- thought it's maybe quite, it, it's um, you see, with the UK, um, my coach that I've been with since day one, um, James Bateman, Bateman MMA, we have the best relationship that a coach and fighter could have. Um, so it's hard to beat that, uh, which I can't find elsewhere. However, um, I've got businesses and stuff in the UK that, that constantly distract me and take away from it. So with it being such an important fight that I've got coming up, being here um, is, is good for my mind, keeps me um, keeps me away from the day-to-day rubbish. And with me being mm-hmm. four hours ahead, I can get up, attack my work, um, speak to the people that I need to speak to and then carry on with my with my day and not really be distracted as much. So there's yes, tons of roundabouts. No, I, I do um hear what you mean. Oh yeah, there is the businesses that you say you have to that you're dealing with also. But yeah, uh can I say the British Western society, there's always something else going on that seems to attract people's attention. It does get quite distracting from what you should be paying attention to. Yeah, most definitely. And like you say with as well, it's, it's it's hard, but it's good to be away from, from your family. Like you've just experienced there, a quick job for your mum, which you'd never not do because your yeah, family's everything. Mm-hmm. But when you're the other side of the world, it's selfish, but you have to be as a fighter. The, the, them, them calls don't come your way and you can really focus on the training. Being in Dubai, um, if I can ask this, what is the, because the UFC do host, have, so far, they've hosted quite a few of their events. Uh, almost annually in the Middle East there. What is the fight scene like? I mean, I know that's a bit silly for me to ask, but as someone who's been there for me, as someone who I'm speaking to, um, what is the fight scene like that compares to like, like here in the UK or even in the Far East? I'd say um, in terms of amateur, there's essentially nothing really going on. Um, I've looked, um, nothing that I can see. Maybe there is a very low standard, but in terms of where where, where I sort of compete, there'd be nothing for me. Um, you've got the UFC annually, or, well, free, more frequently than annually at the minute in Abu Dhabi, um, and UAE Warriors, which is of a great standard. So a lot of the guys that I'll um, train with um, when I'm going TK MMA, Fit Gym, um, there's a lot of UAE Warriors fighters there. But in terms of if you were to build a career here um, from where I'm at now, Unless it was to go pro and go through UAE Warriors, I don't think it's the the the, the right place. However, what you do have is a lot of the Russians. Um, I think it's no secret; it's hard for them to get visas and stuff in certain countries at the minute with uh, things that are going on. So they're more than welcome here. 
and we know what the Dagestanis and people like that are like to train with. So you've got okay. very good sparring. You've got um, and then all the Middle Eastern sort of people as a collective do sort of seem to be um coming around here in Abu Dhabi. So in terms of the training and the people and the sparring and the quality is high, but in terms of if it was for a career move and sort of getting the, the fight shows, it doesn't seem to me as if it's um where it needs to be. I think there's a massive gap gap in in starting and high level professional shows. Um but then again I might just not be fully educated on it. But that's what it appears to be to me. I see. All right. Uh because I do kind of wonder the UFC will take the UFC, which is almost like could I say the Rolls Royce uh the leaders in uh, combat sports, especially mixed martial arts, you want they're taking their events around the world, but in a place like the Middle East because culturally they're almost the opposite to a lot of the Western places that the mixed martial arts coming out. So you think, does MMA have a big fan base there to begin with? I think it does. Um, I, I definitely think it does because what I'm also, um, another reason why I'm in this, I want to be in this side of the world specifically is the strong um, values amongst the men, especially because of the religion. Um, yeah. there's, there's, there's no... There's no place for weakness um, in a in a culture now where we're told everyone can be whatever they want and feel whatever they want and um, and, and show their emotions all the time. Yeah. I just don't agree with that. I believe mm -hmm. that as men, we've got to protect, provide, and be the best possible warriors that we can be. Um, so they they love the. They love the fighting, and what I love more is, as anyone who knows me, don't get me wrong, I like the um, shit talk and I like the, the the thing, but here it's all respect, no egos, um, and they just want to be the best possible for masculine version of themselves, which leads to a lot of fight fans. Um, people people love it. When I was in Saudi Arabia and training, especially as soon as the guys there um, heard that you was a fighter, they had so much respect for you i was gifted things the hospitality there was just amazing i was given gloves training wouldn't let me pay to train at the gym Um, they just loved it so yeah i think there is a strong fan base for mma uh, over this side of the world your fight coming up in december your opponent aaron kevinson your guess is as good as mine but i believe that is how you say the last <laughs> name yes um how, how are you feeling because i think well, now today is the 5th of, uh, of November, so it's less than a month away now. Um, how are you preparing for the fight? It's in, how do you see your opponent? Have you kind of like just um, guessed how he's going to come and attack you in the cage there? I've watched I've watched all his fights. I'm a professional and I prepare correctly. Um, and I've seen his style, but I'm under no illusion that he's not going to... He's not going to strike with me as he has other people. Um after my last fight, um, where I was taken down, I believe he's gonna he's gonna opt for that and think that's the outcome. Um, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna happen again. Um, I prepared correctly and made the adjustments. Um, but he's he's all right. He's but what I think we see in my fights is whenever I come up against someone that on paper is it, it's um it's a good it's a fair fight. That I obliterate them. Uh, it's only when we go again. We, we've gone against all my losses have come against people with a, with a good wrestling background, and I've still been learning as I'm pretty new in the game. So I think I'm going to do what I do. Um, I know I know what he's going to try and do, but I'm going to. I think you're going to see a much more patient version of myself this time. I always like the violence and the knockout, but I think I'm going to pick him apart and 
do it much more methodically than usual because uh, I think that's been my downfall in the past. I've done a lot of um, a lot of searching, soul searching in this in this sort of camp because it's it's got to the point now where I started MMA just because I wanted to to inflict violence and pain on people, and now it's got to the point where it's a career. I need to think about what I'm doing and how I'm approaching the fights and um, the game plan and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be much more methodical and. Um, I'm going to pick him apart, yeah. Speaking of uh, the reason why God, God is mixed on martial arts, um, it's the first time of me speaking to you, like I said, with every other person, every other person affiliated with this sport. Um, can you give just a brief um, story about your background and what kind of inspired you to go into mixed martial arts? Of course. So I think I've got some... I've definitely got some kind of addiction to adrenaline. Um, I've always wanted to put myself in unfavorable and dangerous situations. Um, I grew up racing motorbikes, went from there on to um, like semi-professional BMX riding. So I was jumping 30, 40 foot jumps and flips and all that. And when I sort of grew out of that, I grew out of that when I was like 16, partying a little bit and stuff. And uh, that's when I find myself joining the army. I joined the Paras, so then my adrenaline fix was jumping out of planes at high speed. And um, once I left there, I sort of had a, a void. Um, I cracked on my businesses and became successful in many fields, but I, I become agitated when I'm not pushing pushing myself. So I was training with um, Bateman, um, just boxing, just pads boxing once, twice a week. I've always been fighting, and it's not something that I'm uh, I'm proud of, or I think that makes you makes you is it's completely unacceptable to be fighting in regular society. But that's just what I found myself in them situations, constantly fighting from a young age, and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not ashamed to say. Um, and he said to me, "Do you want a fight in a few weeks with with this guy?" And I think at first, I was under the illusion that we'd be having a boxing match. Um, I've always had good hands. I was like, "Yeah, no problem." I've done like. A little bit of judo before that, but never really grappled, never really kicked too much. And I think he said it was like four weeks and it was an MMA fight. And I was like, yeah. There was no... I, first, I probably thought I was just going to have one. Um, there was not going to... There was no lifelong passion of, of martial arts or wanting... This was my dream. And I took the fight and um, he was much more experienced. He had, he had a few boxing fights, he had a few kickboxing fights, a couple of MMA fights. He had a winning record. I was as a debut and I knocked him out in like a minute, a minute or two. And um did it quite well. He tried to take me down and I defended it. And I was thinking I haven't really even done any grappling. And this was only July of last year. So I then because of the fashion of which I knocked him out, I then got put into a series of much more experienced and undefeated opponents. And with 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 my record, I think it's quite deceiving because I've never I've never really taken a beating from someone. I've lost through through the um being out grappled and out skilled in the wrestling and sort of been laid on top of. I've never been really ground and pounded. So I felt like, right, these guys have just got this little tactic on me. And as it's pro progressed for the last sort of four or five fights, and I've really applied myself now, um, that's where I've ended up today. I feel like I've got a much more well-rounded skill set. And then little errors in in sort of the takedown defense and stuff like that with me only being 18 months in the game, starting to get ironed out now. And it's going to be when these people can't take me down, it's going to be in my world, and um, yeah, that's where we, we've pretty much gone from the start to today. That's the that's the story. Um, is there any particular figure in mixed martial arts or 
further afield, broadly speaking, in combat sports that has inspired you to get involved in the sport or that still inspires you today to keep on competing? There's two people that I am obsessed with in terms of not only the skill set, but the mindset and everything else that surrounds it, the aura. And one of them is Mike Tyson. I've got him tattooed on my leg. Um, <laughs> everything about him. I have the utmost respect for people that are true martial artists, but some people are just wired up differently and um, have a darkness inside them. And I relate to him. Um, mm -hmm. And the other is John Jones. Um, he's got his issues, but I, I don't respect people for being hot-headed, if you want to call them that. I respect mm -hmm. them the fact that, that, that they are that way. Um, they try the best they can, but then they also dedicate themselves to the sport and can put on a display of skills that match the mindset it's not it's the whole package but both of them two are my two favorite combat athletes of all time you say that you you respect those who are true uh, mixed martial artists um now i want to ask you again about the social media side of things uh because and it, it kind of makes you think about another question i want to ask you but um later on but i think maybe i could ask you now but it relates to the Mike Tyson, no, 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 Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngani boxing fight that took place last weekend. Um, now there it was Francis Ngani that who who won the boxing match, but there was still some disputing as to what who won, whether it was Fury or Ngani. And I think Shell Sodden, who is a retired MMA fighter, but still a lot of people they respect his opinion. Um, he said that boxing is now no longer a, a real sport or a sport that should be taken seriously. I mean. Do you agree with that? Um, do, do you think that maybe social media has, a, has had an impact on a lot of the combat sports, especially we have situations where YouTubers, for example, the Paul Brothers, KSI, and some other names who maybe I can't think of the top of my head. And also in mixed martial arts, they believe that if you're a lot better looking, but even if you're not so talented in the cage, if you're, a lot, if you're very good looking, then you will sell a fight more. They might push your um, fight to to the main event um, card. Do you think all those things has had an effect and probably has prompted you to have that kind of opinion that you respect real combat sports athletes, real MMA fighters? I definitely agree. Um, I agree that it's had a massive effect on it. Um, first things first, I'll sort of break that down into sections. I think we have to be very careful where you mentioned them names. Um, although I did watch that um, KSI Tommy Fury fight and it was absolutely abysmal um, I think maybe Tommy Fury and Jake Paul can call themselves um, low level professional boxers um, that's a fact I think that they can mix with the with the with the with the very with the low novice level um, potentially probably just below British level um, boxing the rest of them I feel like we need to keep very very far away from calling it boxing i think it's just entertainment and if you watch it for that it is what it is um like the 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 logan paul dylan dennis thing the other day i didn't watch the full fight but i saw clips of it and that neither of them can really box at all and dylan dennis is laying down on the floor and trying to take him down and stuff i think it i don't bother me whether they do it or not but it's not it's they're not they're not boxers i don't even think i wouldn't even call it crossover boxing i'd just say it's entertainment and it is quite entertaining mm. um so I'd put that to start with. I'd put that in a, in a separate in a separate category. So if we're going to talk about the fighters and 
social media, I think it has affected the, the game. But one thing that's good about fighting, uh, especially the people that don't pull out of the fights, is you can talk the shit. Mm -hmm. You can get maybe a main event spot. But then what's going to happen is, on that night, you're going to have to go into the octagon or you're going to have to go into the ring. And you'll be exposed to who you are. So if it was all a show, and many of them are, they get found out and they get forgot about pretty quickly. So <laughs> maybe it maybe it does wrong some other fighters. There's people who are much more skilled that don't push that sort of direction and they, they get shit on. But I feel like if you go over a long enough time period, the skill set will always win. Because there's only so many unless you're Conor McGregor who can keep getting beaten. I mean, I still love the guy, but can keep getting beaten and he's that big of a star. But that's probably because of his accomplishments before. It's not that he can't fight. He, may, he is probably not fully committed now. Unless you're him. I feel like two or three losses and people are going to say, oh, right, he's actually just full of shit. Um, and you, you will get forgot about. Or you'll get exposed or you'll get embarrassed. And if it doesn't hurt your ego getting embarrassed in front of everyone in your underpants, then, you know, so I don't think it's got any longevity in just talking shit where it bought. Like I say, Mike Tyson and John Jones, both of them have talked shit. But if you can back it up, then that's yes, I feel yeah. like that is the ultimate ultimate track to stardom. Um, but yeah, in long and short, short to your to your question, I think it has affected the sport, and it does is unfortunate for some people that are very skilled. Um, I just think you got to find that fine balance. Um, don't try and be anyone else, and if it comes naturally and you talk the talk, but you just better walk the walk as well, or it gets really embarrassing really quickly, doesn't it? You, you say that you you don't regard Tommy Fury as a proper professional boxer? Are you consider no. him low level? So, so I'd, I'd, I'm sorry, it might come off more disrespectful than it meant to be. I'd say he is a professional boxer. Um, absolutely. Him and Jake Paul, I'd say, are absolutely professional boxers. They're training like professional boxers and they have the skill set of a professional boxer. But we, you've probably interviewed people yourself Um and I definitely know people, some of my friends that are professional boxers, 5-0, 6-0, that would undoubtedly beat them in a fight. Um, but them guys have the profile, and I think they can fight, to what standards debatable, and they have a massive profile. So why should he fight my mate who could beat him as a 6-0 professional boxer that no one knows when he can do fight Jake Paul for $10 million? So what I'm saying is, I think they are good and they are they are skilled um i just don't uh, you know I, I like to talk when they say oh, i'm going to fight canelo i could be a world champion but it's never going to happen they're not of that standard and um, but they've definitely earned my respect as opposed to a logan paul or a some other youtuber that ha can't really box they can box just to sort of a debatable standard max i i i need to be to be honest myself um fury Tommy Fury may be, I would consider, consider him to be a professional boxer, but would someone like Jake Paul really be considered to be on the same level? Because the Fury family, of course, you got Tyson Fury, and even their father, um, they worked their way up from the ground. They've earned their stripes. You know, they they fought proper and professional boxers who have a very good history, a lot of wins. But the poor brothers, on the other hand, I can't really say the same thing. It's mainly been just they fought retired mixed martial arts fighters or they fought in an exhibition setting of boxers who are still past their prime and a lot older than they are. I definitely agree with what you're saying. That's why it is debatable. But I feel like Jake Paul, he's got 
power. And this doesn't make you a box, by the way. He's got power. He's can. It, some of the shots that I've seen him throw have, have demonstrated that uh, of, of skill in the in the way that he throws them. It's just like you say, the people that he's throwing them at um, are probably way past the prime, etc. Um, just from my opinion, I think he could mix it at a low level professional sort of sports or level. Um, I think he's probably got that that skill, but we won't know until he actually does take and if he does take proper fights. Um, so I'm not too far off agreeing with you, really. I'm not. I'm not championing him. I just think that he's all right. Hmm. I suppose so. I mean, I kind of guess that maybe these guys come across from social media and YouTube probably want to be probably that market's kind of dried up. They can't think of any new ideas. They now want extra clout from elsewhere. They want to be taken a lot more seriously. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my take on it. Um. Look, what is your mental state like when you're going into a fight? I mean, are you nervous, scared, or are you like you can see yourself walking out of the cage with the win un under your belts? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an extremely confident person in life and in fighting. Um, I've taken fights before, so like I said, that I was just out in um, Saudi and training with um, Faison Khan. He's you might you might not know him because um, of his geographical positioning is always all over the world but he's um competed and sort of medal at like adccs in asia and stuff and i see his accolades that he was and this is my third fight that he was a very very good wrestler he's he was ranked he's ranked uh third uh in southeast asia uh in mma and one of the number one num top few ranking wrestlers so and i'd been wrestling for six months so i knew that this was a hard task but i have that much confidence I wouldn't say no, and I say right. Give me that fight because I think I can implement my game plan. So if, 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 at the start, always confident in my skill set, um, and I'm not scared of any man. So when I say I don't get nervous, that doesn't mean that I don't feel. Everyone gets the butterflies in the stomach. You 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 apprehensive because you don't want to lose. So you get an emotion definitely butterflies and. You don't want to lose. Everyone's come to see you, but in terms of like nerves, I don't know what the what the right word is. I've never thought felt like scared or anything like that. Um, but definitely a feeling of suspense um, as I start to warm up. Um, I don't. I'm not a guy that struggles through the camp or anything like that in terms of, like thinking about my opponent or worrying. Um, I'm. I don't really think about it at all. I just sort of think about preparing correctly and winning. Uh, that's sort of dressing room time now before the fight. Like I say, um, feeling suspense, et cetera, et cetera. As I come to the back of the um, the back before I walk out, starts to really heighten. And um, then as I walk out and walk towards the cage, I just start to feel at home. And once I stare, stare down at my opponent, I feel very comfortable and um, excited. And you'll you'll see me put on a show and I'll be smiling and getting, getting in the moment. And I just, just want the violence then. And... From when that first bell goes to the last, I just enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the. I do. Enjoy, I enjoy the whole process, really. Speaking of uh, fight camp, how is that going, nutrition wise, training wise, and the hardest bit that I'm, I'm reminded of all the time—the weight cussing. How is that? Yeah, <laughs> um, the training is going great. I've learned so much this camp. I feel like this is the camp. 
Like it, this is the singular camp that I've learned the most, um, especially uh, takedown defense and stuff like that. So enjoying the training, um, recovering well, everything's good on that front. Mentally great. Um, weight's always tough. Um, you can't eat the things you want to eat. You you you, you go. I, I I go for dinner with my friends. Can't have that. Da, da, da. Got to have the salmon. Leave the potatoes. Stuff like that. So the weight's always tough. Um, but I'm not massive for the weight anyway. We're fighting super lightweight, 74 kilo. Like out of camp, I'm 84 kilo. Uh, once I start to train and stuff, I'm sitting at 80. So I'm not massive for the weight. Um, but it still still takes some effort to get it off. Um, but never miss weight, never, never struggle. Um, I come from the military, I'm a disciplined individual. Whatever needs to be done, um, I can do it. So but yeah, the, the weight's probably the only bit that affects you. Um the rest is uh, is a blessing. This would be you can tell it's in my mind business with this one. Um, when you've when you have lost a fight, um, do people as in kind of are the, the naysayers and the haters do they kind of try to get under your skin of just talking down to you and even probably doing so again for the next fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like mm. I've got, I get people if, when when I've lost, I've got. I lost the title fight just a couple just a month or so ago, but um and I got got people messaging, but you know before I've got back to the locker room, I got messaged DMs like how did that go? Like da, 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 but it don't bother me, um not one bit. I know if I went out and I got I I, I ever got knocked out, or I ever got beat up, and I'm cut and I've been beat up and I've been ground and pounded. I'd feel because first of all, sorry, it sounds like I'm making some kind of excuse. A loss is a loss. Um, and whatever way someone manages to get that win over you, all respect to them. Um, but I'm saying from a standpoint of it's a sport. If I feel I've come out of that situation with some small tactical errors and someone's managed to lay on top of me for five rounds, I'm like, right. I'm not miles away from where I need to be right now. Um, that was a good lesson. Right, sweet. On the, where I was going with that is if I'd gone and been completely dominated 10 and nearly finished or finished and, and beat up then I'd probably listen to some people saying you 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 was pretty shit there um and the other guy can can own up that he's just beat beat me up but I've not yet been in that situation of being um punched from pillar to post or, or really felt massively uncomfortable so when someone people send you a message or people comment they're gonna want to see that loss um like I'm very privileged in the sense that I've that I've got my businesses and I've and I work hard and I've managed to create a life where I can go and do it my my camp in Dubai and people see that and they don't like it. It's it's a tough sport um, fighting. They see that they don't like it. I talk shit they don't like it. I knock a few people out they don't like that. It's um so if people are interested, it's a good sign. I think that you know um, Dennis Frimpong. I think I've seen yes. you doing it before, and he talks mad yes, shit. Yeah. And, um, and everyone's celebrating his downfall um, last night, and none of these people celebrating his downfall could do what was done to him yesterday. Not many people, not not many people alive could do what was done to him yesterday. And he's going to come back and do very well. But why did everyone watch that fight? Because he's a character. No one, all credit to George Staines, what a phenomenal talent, by the way. But no one was tuning in to watch him, in my opinion, outside of the hardcore MMA fans. But everyone else's attention got drawn by everything that Dennis was doing and the fact that he can fight to back it up. And then that's brought light to the hero of the story, George, and the had a, had a great had a great great bout last night. And 
people tuned in because mostly they hate Dennis um, because of the shit that he's talking. But people tuned in, and that's what the fight game's all about. As long as you do back it up. And, I mean, it didn't go his way last night, but Dennis has backed it up time and time and time again. He, the guy can seriously fight. Um, didn't go his way last night. But I think, yeah, haters, lovers, as long as people know who you are. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's not and, – and you can – compete then it don't it shouldn't get to you at all these naysayers and haters and these online trolls which is essentially what they are would they have the guts of the boss to actually do what you're doing even if you did lose the fight because the, the stance i take is that even if you didn't win at least you had the boss at least go in there and do do your best and give it your all um what can i say it's just the age we live in people because of the internet now and you've got the device can, can can hide behind the anonymity the anonymity excuse me people really just say or do whatever they like yeah i mean that's what i mean you take a pinch of spot salt like you're never gonna see me unless it's someone i've got a personal beef with you're never gonna see me comment on someone's picture i'm a man of morals and respect and every person i know of morals and respect even if i hate the guy if it's not like i say unless it's my future opponent or my someone who i'm beefing with maybe i'll i'll drop a comment and troll them but if even I couldn't care less. I'm not going to go to a, the length of comment on someone's thing. So anyone that's going to engage in such activity is not the caliber of man that's opinion is going to matter to me. Um, mm. Couldn't I find him funny? Sometimes I reply to him, not because it bothers me. I just I find it all funny. Um, like I say, I just know a man of any stature that that I respect isn't in the comments, so it's just funny. <laughs> mm. Um. You've still very, I think, very quite fresh in your your journey, um, yeah. or your career. Um, in future, when you do turn pro, wouldn't you um like to? Well, not to, wouldn't you? But would you like to fight some of the bigger names, Bellator, UFC, PFL, or even on the other side of the world's one championship? Oh, most definitely. This is what I mean. Sort of the last two, three fights and. As my training's progressing, as I'm start sparring with people from the organisations that you've just mentioned and um, and, st and stuff like that, I can really see my vision now and where I want to end up. And that that is well, that's the only option. I'm not going to be I'm not going to turn pro and just bounce around England and um, regional shows. I'm I'm going to perfect my craft. Um, five five six more fights in the next ten months. Um, I'm active as always. Five, six more fights in the next ten months, and then um, probably take a short period off to to refine some things because I know what needs. What I'm very, very intelligent and self aware. I know what needs work, so I'll probably take a little time period then off to the back end of twenty four, and as we go into twenty five, I'll probably be looking when I want to when I want to go pro, and but I won't make that move until I'm ready to compete at at them levels, and we'll we'll take we'll we'll take four four five regional pro fights and hopefully go undefeated and then we'll be knocking on them doors so definitely it's a plan um i, I always plan specifically to what i want to achieve in life i always write my goals down i always achieve my goals um so yeah definitely the bigger organizations I'm, we're, we're not here to make up numbers i think you can see that by the caliber of the fights that i take this early on in my amateur career last but not least are there any shout outs you'd like to give yeah, so I've got a massive sponsor, um, my main sponsor, Exclusive Automotive, uh, Rob Kelly, uh, Exclusive Automotive. 
he supports the camps financially. Um, he he brings the cars down to make sure we get to the the fights in style and comfortable, and um, really really looks after us. Um, we've got ZBR Performance, which is a company that I own that I, that um, promotes sports and um, fights, and has a number of fighters that um, we sort of push and just everything within the sporting world. So. That's a good page to have a look at. And um, my recent fightwear sponsor, Born to be Global. Um, they make all my kits and they've just just sort of bursting onto the scene now and they've picked up some great fighters. Um, so they're an interesting brand to look at. Um, and then just Bateman MMA, um, my day one coach. And um, massively Faze and Khan, my ex-opponent, um, who I've been spending time with in this camp, who's just shown me things that... Um, I've learned in two weeks that I've not learned in the last two years. Um, so the game's developed. Definitely give a shout out to my brother there. Uh, hosted me in his country, Saudi Arabia. But yeah, that's about it. Max, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I look forward to seeing you stepping in the cage at Cage Still 34 in December. Thank you. Guys, uh, thank you for watching and listening. And if you did watch to this extent on youtube please don't forget to hit the like button also please hit the subscribe button and also you can catch the episode on the major audio platforms of spotify itunes and google Podcasts. max once again thank you for coming on and definitely need to get you back on the show very soon in the future thank you very much for your for your service to the mma community there's not enough people doing what you're doing and um yeah. i'll be on after the win with the belt yes yeah definitely i look forward to that thank you thank you so thank much you for coming on. thank you Take care.